Welcome to the PA Podcast. I'm Olivia Coftry, one of the two co-founders of Oriel Partners, a boutique PA and administrative recruitment consultancy based in Mayfair. The business was launched in 2018 with the aim to provide the highest quality of service to both our clients and candidates, following three main values, honest, kind and fun. Providing an honest and transparent service to our clients, to be kind and helpful to our candidates and to have fun in the office in a supported working environment. Part of the reason of launching our business was to inspire others and hence this PA podcast has been launched. I will be interviewing a number of successful PAs across a variety of industry sectors to provide current industry knowledge, explain how they got to where they are today and discuss the skills required to be successful in their roles. We're here with Claire Hunter. Hi. Hello, how are you? Really good. It's so lovely to see you. Thank you for joining us. No problem at all. So I'm really excited to be speaking to you today because um, we've actually worked together before, so I've known you for a while, but also you've come over from Australia, which I think is a really interesting thing for us to discuss. And also, Claire currently works at Papier, the stationery company, which I'm seeing more and more around. I love the stationery that they do. So it's it's really nice to have you on board and hear about that. So um, to start, Claire, we'd love to hear about your career history um, and how you got to where you are today. So over to you. So I was brought up in Australia. I lived there until 2015. Before I came to London, I did a degree. I did a Bachelor of Event Management okay. and um, I really enjoyed that. But I didn't really start my career, I would say, till I moved to London. So on arrival into the UK, what was the first thing that you did? So I, I was an au pair when I first moved to London. I'd never been to London before I I came here. I'd never I'd never been to England at all or Europe. Uh, and then I came here and became an au pair so I could get a sense of where I was in London and everything about the location really. Why did you decide to come over in the first place? I think I was just looking for a new challenge. Um, I've lived in Brisbane in Australia is where I'm from and I've lived there most of my life since I was 10. So um, I just really wanted to, to experience something different and I thought London always sounded like a big dream. So Yeah, and what was your visa situation? So I came here on a youth mobility visa, which is two years, Uh and then um, that expired in 2017, so I had to do the whole process of going back to Australia and getting um, another visa, which is ancestral, so I went through my grandfather's heritage. Oh my goodness, you're here to stay, at least for the short term. Here to stay, (laughs) definitely. So on arrival, you worked as an au pair to kind of find your feet, um, and how long were you doing that before you moved moved on? I was with the family for a year, and then I got a flat, and then I very quickly needed a job. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Right, so when you were au pair, you were living. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. And then what happened? What What was your first uh, p- plan to get the first role, or the office role? I was actually dog walking at the time, and then the lady I was dog walking for suggested a recruitment agency to me, and then I met Aurea, who helped me. In the first few interviews that I went to, it was the first time I'd interviewed in a long time because in Australia I've been working in customer service in a long-term role, uh, which I loved. And then, yeah, Aurea helped 
me through that process. And as it turned out, I ended up working at the recruitment agency with Aurea. Oh, perfect. And so that role, what what was the job title? Uh, is office manager and PA to the, the two CEOs. Okay, so. fab. And did you, how, how long were you there for? I think it was just over a year. Okay. And that was a smaller company. Smaller. So you got great exposure to all kind of operational areas of the yes. business. Well, the company did actually recruit for PAs. So I think that was the first time I think I'd ever really thought about the option of being a PA as a career for me. Great grounding. And then you obviously moved on to Papier, where you're working now. And what exactly do you do for them? So at Papier, I'm the PA to the CEO, uh, Tamor. And I also do a lot of the sort of office management and day-to-day running of the office um, and generally planning events for the office, basically assisting all the teams. All areas of the business. And how many are in the office there? What, what's... So when I joined, I was the 25th. There's 45 of us now. Wow. I think more than 45. So huge expansion. Yeah, a lot. And is the culture creative there, would you say? I would say it's creative, definitely. Obviously, we're an online e-commerce stationery company so we have all the different teams um the designers are all in-house so that's really amazing to sort of see them be able Mm. to create every day and um yeah we they have a very strong company culture at papier so i think part of my job was definitely to keep that alive as obviously such a big expansion. Mm. Um, Because sometimes when the businesses grow at such a rapid pace, that is the one thing that gets affected. Definitely. What do you do at Papier to ensure that the culture stays a positive one? (laughs) We have lots of lots of great things about working at Papier. We have things called school trips where we, we all go out for these cultural sort of adventures to museums or galleries around London Uh, I I plan all that and we have regular team bonding kind of events outside of the cultural element um, which I plan as well you know bowling or darts or team events just team events Um, yeah and what would you say about your current role um, you love the most Definitely working with just such a great team. It's such a varied role. Every day is different as a lot of PA roles are, I think. And being able to make my boss's day run more smoothly is also really good. Working on creative projects and having ownership of them too. And just, yeah, keeping the culture alive. Do you have a daily regime? Um, I know you mentioned every day is different, but is there one or two things that you do every day irrelevant of what else is happening? Definitely. the Obviously, being a stationary company, my notebook is my most important possession. <laughs> and every day... I hope it's a really jazzy notebook yeah, as well. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> and um, I, the first thing I do every day, always, is write a list. So sometimes I do it the, de- the day before if I'm sure of what's going to happen. But generally, I come in, check emails, and then write a paper version of the list because Mm -hmm. I just find it so much easier to sort of look at check it off. Important thing is just being organized um trying to stay sort of one step ahead or really nailing 
the basics of the role, then it's so much easier to take on more things mm. or add to it as your day changes or things come up that are suddenly of high priority. Um, so definitely just being organized and being able to prioritize what's most important and what can wait. What can wait. Yeah. So going back to the recruitment processes that you've experienced um, along the way, have there been highs and lows? I think the the hardest bit is always interviewing and then waiting to hear back from mm. from them who are waiting to hear back from other the client. external clients. Yeah. How did you get your role at Papier? What was the process for that? So I interviewed with the CEO first. Oh wow! And, so that's uh, quite rare to yeah. get access to him first of all. Yeah, he was he reached out to me via email, and oh, um, he emailed me, and obviously I was thrilled, and we met pretty much the next day and then the next day I met the head of customer service um because you know fit is so important at Papier so Mm. I met quite a few members of the team the director of marketing as well just to make sure that you know I would fit in Mm. with with the team and uh yeah went from there and what was the format of the interview with the CEO first round? Was it quite formal and competency-led or was it a much more informal chat just getting to know you? Yeah, it was definitely more informal. We went to a cafe and <laughs> just had a coffee. <laughs> basically had a coffee and But chilled. I think that's sometimes the best yeah. because it's you can then relax and let your personality shine through and he can do the same. Definitely. Um, and you can both work out pretty quickly whether that fit is going to be right, which has you said is is key yeah. okay so that was um a unique interview process <laughs> yeah. I suppose and also nice that he reached out to you directly what about prior to that um when you interviewed for the recruitment company what was the process there that you went through so I signed up with the recruitment agency I signed up with Aurea she was my consultant and uh I you know Aurea would call me whenever she had roles that were suited to me mm-hmm. and then obviously it was a process of me saying yes that sounds interesting or no that's not quite right and then um being put forward for interviews by mm-hmm. Aurea too. Okay great and did you have many prior to securing your role? I think I I think I went to three interviews. Okay interesting um, so good selection yeah. so at least by the time an offer came you felt like you'd had a few comparisons. Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Um, and with regards interview tips, um, is there anything that you have or anything that, that you think really helped you get the roles that you've secured along the way? I always think with interviews that it's just important to be really confident and interested in the role because um, it's natural to be super nervous. But I think often that nervousness is also excitedness. I know when you know, I read about the role that I have now, I really wanted it. And I just wanted that to come across in the interview. So um, when I met with Tamor, and when I met with Rachel and Sophie as well, then I, I really tried to just listen to what they had to say about the roles, because they are often the best sort of sounding board for what it will actually be like. And uh, I think I just really enjoyed hearing what they had to say and I think that that comes across when you are interested Mm. in in that and um you know I think it it makes it easier to be more genuine and more confident I Mm, think absolutely and did your current boss had he had an assistant prior to you no so in a way he might not have had a very clear picture of what he wanted um 
in your mind, was that a good thing? Was that an opportunity? Yeah, I think so. I think I've always, I mean, the role, obviously, of a personal assistant is to really make, just make someone's day easier, mm-hmm. take away some of the, you know, tasks that will hold them back from doing more important things. And I think in nature, I am quite helpful. So for me, it was just a chance to to sort of show that I could you know, really help mm, and add value to his add value day. to his day, yeah. And long term, um, obviously you're at Papier and it's growing, which means that I'm sure your role will grow with it and you'll become even more integral. Do you have a long term plan? Um, what are your goals long term? You know, it's a hard one to answer. <laughs> I don't. I think I'm. You know, I'm really happy now at this sort of stage of my life. I think when I moved to London, it was quite stressful being so far away from my family Mm. and not having them to fall back on. I'm really close with my family all the time So and dealing with the time difference. So I think the first probably two years actually were quite stressful in reflection. So I'm just happy to be somewhere now where it's stable and where I'm every day is great and... Yeah, I just love it. So that's so nice to hear. Yeah, just happy to (laughs) carry on. Happy to carry on. Are you involved in the recruitment process at Papier when they get new people on board? Uh, So we have a buddy system. So um, when we do have new joiners, they're partnered up with someone who's been there a bit longer to help with all those kinds of questions. So I suppose in some ways I have two buddies. Do you? (laughs) So you're looking after them, making (laughs) sure. They're lucky to have been buddied with you because you're the one organising all the events and things like that. But with regards, when they interview, do you ever go and meet them at that stage? Not really, but uh, generally we don't have a reception area or anything, but obviously our our office is open plan, so when you walk in the door, you walk straight into my desk. Right. Um, So, you know, I am often the first point of contact, so, yeah, it's nice to be able to just be a friendly face and make sure they're all happy and ready and excited for their interviews and that first impression is so important from their perspective as well I suppose walking into an office which is open plan they've got a lot of faces looking at them so (laughs) definitely your welcome I'm sure is very important and are there other assistants at Papier no you're the only one yeah so everything comes to you yeah (laughs) goodness I work with all the teams at the moment which is really exciting because I love I love the varied role um I love to be able to do something different every day and help everyone so that's yeah, really fun. and it sounds like both the companies that, you, that you've worked at, the recruitment one and the company you're current with, are more boutique in size. Was that something that was particularly important to you? Yeah, I think so. When I when I worked at the, towards the end of my role at the recruitment agency, I did feel uh, that I wanted something a bit bigger, like a bit more of a challenge, because we you know we worked for quite a small team, and I just felt like I could do more and help more people. So to sort of start Papier with a reasonable number and then have it grow is that's what I like as well because it does feel like I sort of grow with the team. Yeah, which, I which is good. And are there any top tips that you can give um, to providing first-class PA support? My tips are, as I said before, be organised. That's the most important. Yeah. Be creative as well. I think, you know challenges do come up throughout the day and you come to a block and think oh I don't think I can make this work but that is the role of the PA making that work Mm -hmm. so be creative about how you might have to do that and I think just being willing and helpful you know 
it does mean a lot to people when you help them with their day and you do small things, you know, that it all adds up. So that's the thing I probably like the most, just being helpful mm. and working with a team that appreciates that is really important to me. And for you, is it really important to um, work at a company where the product is something you relate to or you particularly like? Um, has that been important to you, particularly in your current role where they have, I suppose, such a, a cool product? Definitely. I think because the products are so cool, you do feel proud of them, even though I never have anything to do with actually creating them. When I see the creative team working hard and then producing something so amazing, and then we often have events to celebrate launches, and then to see people, you know, loving that, is, mm. is really, I think it is really nice to sort of see everyone's hard work pay off and and have a product that everyone loves and everyone wants to keep, especially something like paper or cards that so could could so easily just be thrown away. Mm. It's nice to have it be so beautiful, you just don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And something that we've been talking about this week actually a lot in our office is how important a lunch break is. Do you tend to get out at lunch or...? We, We do get out. We go out, we often just go to Tesco or Marks and Spencers and buy we have a toasted sandwich machine which is very popular in the office and we make a, a huge range of gourmet toasted sandwiches like so but we all yeah. always have lunch together quite a lot of us um you know I work with a team who any any one of them if they came up and asked me if I wanted to join them for lunch I would go in with them and I, not think twice so so it's encouraged to get out yeah so you know we either yeah go out and get lunch together or make it and eat it together in the office and how important do you think that is you know stepping away from your your role do you feel that that's advantageous definitely because I think you know part of what makes what gives a company you know a great culture is when the when your employees genuinely get along and are friends you know, both inside and outside work. And I think Papier is so special because we do have lots of that going on. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's just the little things like the lunch or team building events or exercises. I I always encourage them, obviously, but I think it does make a big difference. Mm. It adds to the overall culture. And Absolutely. And what about being contacted outside of office hours? Does your boss need you um, outside of, of office hours or is he respectful of that work-life balance? He's very respectful of the work-life balance. Uh, you know, I think, obviously, I think he would be comfortable messaging me if he needed something or emailing outside of office hours. He would know that I would obviously always pick up and... Um, I think likewise, I wouldn't be afraid to message him on the weekend if I thought something was important enough. But um, other than that, he's very, very, very... So you can stick to your yeah. core hours. What are your core hours there? Uh, nine till six. Okay. Yeah. Great. And are there any office moves on the horizon, on the horizon for you? Yeah, I think that's that's probably one of our challenges at the moment is... You know, my first job at Papier was moving the office from Carnaby Street to Gouge Street. Okay, so you've done it once before, but on a smaller scale. Yeah, and I think because it was in my third week of working there, so I was terrified of, you know, if it goes wrong or if we don't all move in one piece. Um, But then we moved to this big, beautiful office and we had so much space. We didn't know how to fill it. It's now full of, you know, huge couches and paper flowers and 
all sorts of things I've accumulated along the way and uh, now we have no space for more desks so rearranging that and then yeah planning I guess an eventual office move um, we're always trying to see how how we can stretch the capacity in our current office because yeah it's it's now full Are the paper flowers being thrown out Claire <laughs> yes <laughs> they've gone they <laughs> and what's the nicest thing that your boss or a boss historically has ever done for you just being appreciative and being approachable and friendly I'm I really respect my boss and he respects me as well so that's really important to me you know I really I like that that's the the a great thing you can have in a role because if you if I think sometimes the PA role in other times I've done this kind of work it can be a bit overlooked or it doesn't seem as important to the business because it may not be directly related to what other people in in the job are doing at the same time but I think at the end of the day you're you know you're really helping and integral all go so great so I hope you've been given lots of amazing stationery. Yeah. I imagine your desk is a good one in that in with that. Definitely. We um we get an allowance, so uh that So you was, make the most of it. Yeah. But it's hard to know when to spend it because we are always doing beautiful collaborations with new designers and uh, yeah, you just you just want one of everything basically. It's the first time in my life I've ever filled notebooks because they're just so nice. I don't you know, get bored of them and then start using something else or whatever. I just like, carry on with my one at the time. Oh, Claire, well, it's been so lovely talking to you. I want to get uh, a recipe for those toasties. Yeah. It sounds like you've got an eclectic mix. We've got a book, so... You have? Yeah. Can, oh, my goodness. I'll pass it on. Watch this space. It'll be Papier <laughs> menus coming out next. Perfect. <laughs> it's on paper. It would work. It would. Uh, you heard it here first. Anyway, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. It's really, really great to have heard about your role and your career, um, and hopefully it'll be inspiring to others. So thank no you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Oriel Partners PA podcast. I hope you found this informative and inspiring. If you are looking for a new PA role or know anyone else who might be, please do point them in our direction and we would love to assist. The web address is orielpartners.co.uk and our office number is 0207 101 Job hunting can be a very daunting experience and we are fully aware of that and ready to support and guide you through the process. We never push our candidates and we will never waste your time. Our open and honest conversations discussing your future career allow us to fully understand your ambitions and objectives and enable us to advise you in the best way possible. Whether you are a college leaver looking for your first London role or a high-flying EA at the pinnacle of your career, our team are fully qualified to assist you. We are also here to help with any CV queries, negotiating a pay rise or general career advice. I will be back next week for the next episode of the PA podcast. Have a great week, everyone.